The Country Autos Havel New Car Thinking. See Nathan and the team at Country Autos Bridge Street, West Townwood to test drive the whole Havel range. JB for breakfast on 92.9. Yesterday we mentioned the monstrosity of the Kiwis having a go at the world's largest lamington, which they got the award for. I think there's got to be a, there's got to be an investigation into this. I think because it wasn't a lamington. It wasn't. But no, it was. It was a charity group, so we can throw them a bone for that one. Yeah, but, um, yeah half a point. I feel like for those world world record things, yeah. you've got to pay anyway. Like, you've got to pay to get registered yes. for it. So it's yeah. kind of like, yeah, how legit is it? Yeah, yeah, no, I agree with that. I don't think, I look, I don't think so. I don't think there's going to be too many uh, Guinness World Record adjudicators that get flown on a paid junket from the States out to, say, New Zealand and then they're going to not give you the award for something when they've paid yeah. for their holiday. It's a little bit, you know, yeah. shady. A few eyebrows raised yeah. over here. Yeah. But anyway, this is the latest one that's come out two days back to back. The Americans having to go at our beloved fairy bread. I think everyone out there has had a plate of fairy bread thrust at their face at some time during their life. I have to admit right here, right now, and I've made this admission on this show before, I'm not the biggest fan of fairy bread. I'm more a honey joys and chocolate crackle kind of guy. Fairy bread, even as a kid, I wasn't a massive fan of, but I get the appeal. It's an institution. It's part of our, like, weird weird modern culture. (laughs) Yeah, exactly right. That's it. Like, if they were to do the... If the Australian Mint was going to do the Australian Foods Coin Collection... Fairy I'd expect to see fairy bread on there. Yeah. You know, along and so with Lamington. Other people need to keep their little mitts off our classics yeah. and stop ruining them. That's exactly right. This guy in America, he's certainly ruined it. He's gone viral on TikTok with his American fairy bread. Uh, you know, this guy's commenting about our Australian food and he's completely entirely wrong. He thinks he knows everything. And he has no idea what he's doing. Classic American. This is how much he's stuffed it up. He has made the fairy bread. He's cut the crust off it, so good start. I love the crust. Oh, do you? Yeah, yeah. right. I used to always get it cut off. Cut off, yeah. okay. Uh, so he's cut the crust off. I think that's either here nor there with the crust thing. Yeah, that's a, that's a personal choice thing. And then instead of, you have to use butter. That's what I was always told. You have to use good butter for yeah. fairy bread. Margarine tastes like... No, oh, no, no, it's butter and yep. sprinkles. That's it. This guy's used peanut butter. What? Peanut no. butter. We can't... Peanut butter, smooth peanut butter he's used. Get out. It's Being American is probably craft smooth peanut butter, oh, right? He's God. lathered that on there. And then he hasn't used hundreds and thousands. He's used sprinkles. Like the long ones. The long, the long cylindrical ones. I don't He's think used this, this isn't even fairy bread. He can just no. get out with his monstrosity. And then he's then got the other bit of bread. He sandwiched it on top of it. No. And then cut a little shape in it, a oh little love heart or a star or something, so the sprinkles shine through. This person should be arrested. It's just ridiculous. And then claiming it as an, um, a, a, an it's Australian... It's a crime. Yeah. It's ri- what is this? <laughs> what is this? I mean, you can, you can say you've created it and it's your own thing, but yeah. don't say that it's fairy bread. No. It's not fairy bread. No. There's nothing about that except the bread that is fairy bread. Get onto our Facebook page and see this monstrosity. Uh, I don't think we're being harsh enough and people so far have said 
that we aren't being harsh enough. Anita said fairy bread is bread, butter, and, well, Anita said sprinkles only. It's hundreds and thousands. There's a difference yeah. between sprinkles and hundreds but and I thousands. Would call but them, I know what you mean, Anita. I would just call them sprinkles too. Like mm. the long things, they didn't even yeah. come out till like maybe, you know, 10 years ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I don't think they were here. I don't think. I had them. Okay, I, I don't know what I'm talking about. When I was about. a kid, that was 25 <laughs> years ago. But I know what you mean. You gotta, you, it's the, the hundreds and thousands. Yeah, the little round ones. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Or if you're buying the generic brand stuff, they're ones and fives, I think they're called. <laughs> <laughs> Get onto our Facebook page. Check out this monstrosity. The, the, the only thing that would make this worse is, is if the Americans gone for the world's largest <laughs> fairy bread. Faux fairy. And he's made that. It's faux fairy bread. Yeah. It's Ridiculous. Not real. Food crimes. 727 off to the regional newsroom with Tony next, and then a little bit of financial help with Terry Watson. For Country Autos Havel, new car thinking. See Nathan and the team at Country Autos, Bridge Street, West Townworth to test drive the whole Havel range. JB for breakfast on 92.9. All right, time to find out how the NRL tipping for round 11 is looking. Caleb, how are you? Good, good. Coming off a good week last week, seven out of eight. Very well. I think I got six out well, of eight. Well, if everyone listened to my tips, they would have got six out of eight because I said not to tip Manly. <laughs> but I always tip Manly because yes. they're my team, but then they end up upsetting the Eels. So yes. apologies to anyone that followed my tips and went the Eels. And, of course, there was the Roosters-Canberra game, which I don't think anyone out there tipped right. Unless you're a Raiders so, fan. Yes, yeah, of yeah. course, yes. Uh, Let's get into it. The very first game tonight, the Eels now second place against the Tigers. This could be a real interesting game because Ryan Madison used to play for the Tigers, now plays for the Eels, and he said, I'm leaving you guys because you won't win a comp as he exited. So (laughs) this could be a good contest, especially in the middle with the forwards, but I still reckon the Eels will bounce back. Ryan Madison and Blake Ferguson didn't play last week in their loss to Manly. So there'll be two big inclusions coming into this team, and I'm tipping them to bounce back. Friday night, the Cowboys, who are 12th place against the 10th place Sea Eagles. I know who you're going to pick here, but for everyone else... I reckon Manly should get the chockies in this one. It is up in North Queensland. That's the only thing that could stump Manly. But coming off a good win, a a win that should boost confidence for the Eagles after three straight losses, finally beat the table-topping Eels, who are now second because of that loss. So I reckon they'll get the chockies in this one. Uh, the Broncos say no more against the Storm. Yeah, I don't think we need to put a tip on this one. It's got a, <laughs> Storm should convincingly get the job done there. The Warriors versus the Roosters on Saturday afternoon. Yeah, another one that should be done quite convincingly. The Roosters should annihilate the Warriors. This one might be a bit more harder to tip. The Sharks versus the Dragons. Yeah, the Sharks start off this game as favourites, but I'm going to be tipping the Dragons, I reckon... They got shocked last week. They got scared, almost lost to the Bulldogs. Yeah. So I reckon they'll be out for blood in this one. Yeah, yeah, very true. Saturday night, the Raiders versus the Rabbits. Yeah, Rabbits almost got the win last week against the Knights, and the Raiders are probably a shock win over the Roosters. This could be the game of the round, I think, but my tip is the Raiders. Sunday afternoon, 2 o'clock, the Knights versus the Bulldogs. Yeah, I'll be tipping the Knights in this one. You'd think they should get the job done convincingly, but the Bulldogs should take a lot of confidence over their loss last week. They should have won. They shouldn't have lost against uh, the Dragons, so they'll have a lot of confidence going into this one. 
And final game for the round, the now top-placed Panthers against the Titans. Yeah, Panthers are playing some real good footy and should easily dispatch the Titans in this one. Easy. That was an easy round. Eight out of eight. (laughs) Thanks, Caleb. Thank you. For Country Auto's Havel, new car thinking. See Nathan and the team at Country Auto's Bridge Street, West Townworth to test drive the whole Havel range. JB for breakfast on 92.9. Midnight Oil, Forgotten Years here at 92.9 playing Tamworth's widest variety of music. I think a lot of us will agree that we wish we could just forget all about this year, that's for sure. And speaking to us this morning from the heart of Melbourne and involved in this year's Australia's Ninja Warrior, it is Shane Crawford. Thank you so much for having a chat with me this morning, Shane. Oh, no worries, Jared. Must be crazy down there in Melbourne at the moment. Uh, lockdown back on. The masks are mandatory from today. You've got, what, four kids homeschooling again? Oh, uh, yes, yeah, not good. I don't recommend homeschooling. <laughs> um, it doesn't work in our house. But, uh, you yeah, know, Melbourne's obviously in lockdown. Um, and, yeah, the streets are deserted. Mm. Um, everyone's, yeah, hopefully trying to get on top of... yeah. Uh, the virus, but that doesn't seem to be working too well at the moment. But anyway, it is what it is. You just got to keep finding a way forward. Yeah. And um, yeah, I know. I definitely know that I'm not a homeschool teacher. <laughs> one thing you learn out of this whole thing. It must have been bizarre too with Australian Ninja Warrior. You guys started filming this just as sort of the lockdowns and everything started happening. But even regardless of that, because of the way Australian Ninja Warrior works, you were still able to proceed with production when so many Australian TV productions closed down. Yeah, so it was virtually just at the start, and um, and that's pretty much how I sort of became involved, because Freddie Flintoff was coming from England, um, and then he was a bit hesitant, um, because over uh, in the UK, you know, things were getting a bit crazy, whereas here we were still sort of trying to work out what's going on. But uh, and then he finally came out, and then um, and then he only stayed for a couple of shows, and then he thought, oh, do you know what, I need to go home because I'm worried I might get stuck. I yeah. said, well, Australia's not a bad place to be stuck, but um, I think he was worried because he's got a family. So, so that's how sort of I got involved. But, um, yeah, so we started filming with a bit of a crowd and family and friends, and by the end of it, it was just me and the ninjas on the sidelines. Um, so I felt like I'm... I became a coach. I became a, uh, a, a part of their family. I became, you know, a supporter. So uh, I loved it. It was great, you know. And, and the best thing about the show, it's a family-friendly show. And, you know, this year there's a few different things. We've got um, a power tower, so the fastest ninjas race at the end of the night. And um, it really is a, a huge power tower. Like, it's quite scary even to climb up to the top. So uh, these ninjas have to try and climb and not fall. Um, if they do, luckily, they, yeah. luckily there's a huge um, inflatable mat underneath them. But uh, yeah, no, it should be a a, a great family friendly show. And we, we've got people from all around the country um, who are a part of it. And that's what makes the show so yeah. unique. You know, you got you got your tradies, you got your you know, you got some amazing women um, who just blow some of the men away uh, with on some of the obstacles. So yeah, there's something for everyone. Were you a fan of Australia's Ninja Warrior in the previous season before you got asked to come on board? Oh, like having a like a, a sporting background and being yeah. competitive on a sporting field. Yeah, as soon as 
when the show came on the first time, I'm thinking, oh, I wouldn't mind having a go at that. Yeah. But um, like everything in life, preparation is the key. Yeah. And I, I know there's just no way that I've got any chance of getting very far <laughs> if you don't do uh, any training for for stuff like that. So uh, I was very realistic about it, but that's the great thing about it. People think, okay, I'll have a go. So they start training for it. But when they turn up, and mm-hmm. they're a part of the show, and they see the obstacles for the first time. You can just see their jaws drop <laughs> and pretty much hit the ground thinking, oh, my goodness, this is not what the park looked like. <laughs> yeah, it looks a lot smaller on TV, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, so they get a bit of a shock. But, yeah. um, but you know, we've got lots of, lots of new ninjas this year and, and lots of new ones who really take it to an, another level, which is awesome. So a lot of parkour, a lot of... All the kids and, and coming through and, and all the youngsters, you know, are, are living, doing parkour and a lot of climbing. So, you know, it's just that the new breed are here and yep. they're, they're ready to show what they're made of. No, I love it. I'm really looking forward to this year's season, Shane. Just quickly before I go, obviously you're an AFL footballer. What do you think about this year's season and cramming all those games together? Oh well, they've done well to find a way to keep the season going. So it's it's good for it's good for sport, but it's also good for for AFL lovers. And obviously, Queensland's been instrumental yeah. in the whole thing. If we didn't have Queensland, we wouldn't have AFL football, which is which is uh, fantastic. And Brisbane Lions, who are doing really really well, which is great. And um, obviously, you've got your goal, the Gold Coast, who have improved as well. So yeah, like they've just got their head around that sometimes you might have to play, you know, with a four-day break, but, you know, that's nothing that the State of Origin don't do. They do it all the year yeah. with uh, their weekend footy and then they play yeah, uh, New South Wales or Queensland and they just get out and do it. They don't complain, so <laughs> uh, I think that'll be the case with the AFL. They'll just get on with it and if you complain, no one wants to hear that anyway. They just want you to do your best and no yeah. excuses once you run out into the field. I love it. Shane, thank you so much for having a chat with us this morning. All the best with lockdown, and uh, we'll chat again soon. (laughs) No worries. Good on you, Jared. Thank you very much. That is Shane Crawford, Australian Ninja Warrior host, and that is back on our small screens on the Nine and NBN Network from this Sunday night, 8.27, the local news with Tony on the way next. New car thinking is country autos. Sadly, JB thinks more about donuts, rabbits, and coffee. Each to their own. For country autos, Havel, it's new car thinking. This is JB for breakfast on 92.9. Been a big week when it comes to economics, of course, with Job Seeker and some announcements regarding Job Keeper 2.0 and where it goes from here. And to tell us more, financial coach Terry Watson joins us online. How are you? I'm fantastic. Thanks, Jared. How are you? Yeah, really well, really well. Uh, more than ever before, people are really struggling at the moment financially. Uh, absolutely. Um, we have seen um, people who once thought that their jobs were secure hmm. um, lose them yeah. in, you know, in a heartbeat, basically. And, um, and yeah, and so we've really had to face our... Yeah. Um, finances. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, exactly right. And a lot of people, you know, they didn't think it was ever going to happen to them. They've maybe seen friends or family members, unfortunately, go through redundancies. 
and job losses, but, you know, thought it was never going to happen. And this, again, I hate using the word unprecedented, but it, it has happened and it's made a lot of us think about our financial security. Uh, what are some of the simple tips and tricks that some people can do with their finances just either if they have unfortunately lost their jobs due to COVID-19 or they're one of the lucky ones that currently has a job just to help themselves out in the future? Look, the best starting point is getting to know how much it costs to be you. Yeah. So you need to you need to know the numbers, the exact numbers that are going on. You need to know what your bills are. You need to know what your expenses are. And you also need to know your spending habits because um, there are a lot of things that trigger us to spend. So we can be like, well, we're only spending um, this amount of money this week, but something will happen which will trigger us to spend more or go on a shopping spree or something because we're feeling stressed, we're feeling um, tired and everything, so that triggers us. So we need to know um, how much it costs to be us so then we can move forward, create a budget um, and feel back in control. For people that have lost their jobs and, you know, are maybe struggling financially or never ever, you know, they might have worked their whole lives and they've never found themselves unemployed, anything that those type of people can do to sort of get a leg up? Best to get to know what you can, uh, um, you're struggling with paying back any loans that you have, you know, like talk to your providers, yep. um, see how they can help because everyone is struggling at the moment yeah. and they get it. So um, there there are ways that you can get help and get relief and, um, you know, because they, they want to support you. Yeah. They don't want to see you going through struggles. Um, so, so, yeah, you know, look at everything, see how you can reduce at the moment. It doesn't have to be for long term. You know, it's just for the short yeah. term. So yeah. Just looking at what you can do now. Yeah, that's it. And don't bury your head in the sand, I think, is one of the good bits of advice. Exactly. Yeah, Be honest with yourself on how much money you are spending so that you can do that budget properly. Exactly, because we can all, you know, set budgets. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but it's only if... And then we'll get a spanner in the work saying, oh, you've got this bill that you didn't prepare for. Yes. So, um, which then, you know, we turn to our credit cards to help us... Um, pay those bills so then we get them done but then we're you know going back into the Mm. cycle of paying back our credit card so you know having a um, emergency fund um, put to the side is um, great to help you out in any predicament where you get an expense that you weren't didn't plan for. Uh, Terry, thank you so much for having a chat with us today. Some fantastic advice there and all the best. Thank you. 